This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. It is time for the second half of the Curtain Call. Uh, once again, my name is Michael Beck. Joined with, as always, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict, the uh, window-closing uh, maniac. I don't know. <laughs> that was just a great it was a door transition. this time. Oh, it was a door. Okay. It was a door this time. <laughs> and you say, as always, but last week you left me. That's true. I did leave you. I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you when have fun became with Dave? An honorary Scobro. I, I, I did. Well, a Maple Bro, I think, is what you deemed Her- me. Hurt my feeling. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I, I was also bad too. It was a good show. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, no, uh, your Vertex articles are awesome. So once again, if you guys haven't checked out uh, Jeffrey and Dave's <laughs> Vertex podcast, you should listen to that one to scroll back a little bit in your uh, your 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 timelines, I guess, uh, on your podcast platforms to check that out. Um, can, J- I think if you if you do listen to that, you'll see uh, why Michael Beck. Uh, is the host they put with me because Dave and I managed to get through about one third of what we had planned to talk about in that episode. <laughs> oh, we we get we get going. It was it was rough. We just yeah, keep talking. The reason why is I'm just not personable. I'm just like next topic. I don't care. Just cracking the whip. I, I I don't give a dang what Jeffrey has to say. That's what it is. It's my show. I laid down the law, and and nothing else matters. Really, that's how it goes. Oh. <laughs> nothing, nothing out of that. <laughs> that was good. Uh, it's okay. I, I did miss you, but uh, it was fun with Big Bro, uh, Rich Schofield. Uh, of yeah. course, you can see the Scobros every Tuesday, which was yesterday. You can check them out as well as, well as all our other great podcasts because there's a ton of great content. We'll break a little bit more of that down at the end of the show. But Jeffrey, well, we're, talking, get- 
we're talking about edges here and people in the chat uh chat are talking about alex highsmith uh yesterday's episode for the sco bros was them interviewing alex highsmith's dad That's uh, good point. so if you're interested in hearing about alex highsmith his dad talks a lot about him you you'll you'll get a good idea of alex highsmith's upbringing and and where he what he's learned from his, and taken from his parents in that episode it's a it's a good episode and a great great listen and with it, the theme, once again, it's Father's Day uh, this Sunday, I do believe, the 20th. Uh, Jeffrey, first of all, happy Father's Day to you uh, before Thank I you. forget that. Uh, and, and all the dads out there listening, uh, that, that was also one of the uh, the factors of trying to get uh, Sam Highsmith on to uh, break down his son, Alex, uh, and really his upbringing like Jeffrey did say. So make sure and go check that out. And once again, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Um to keep with the theme of the outside linebackers, however, though, uh, really the last couple of days since uh, minicamp did start, once again, there's more talk from Keith Butler, Mike Tomlin about, yeah, like we kind of, we're okay with their outside linebacker room, but we kind of want to add somebody. And really, with the rumors that we've had in the past couple of weeks, of course, we know about Ryan Kerrigan. The Steelers have been on, in on some guys. They haven't got anything done yet. Jeffrey, do you think uh, where there's smoke, there's fire? Because this has been a topic that has been ongoing since the draft. Yeah. Uh, what is interesting to me is they were they were kind of saying, "Hey, you know, we'll we'll wait and see." Well, let's you know, and it, it kind of seems like they were willing to give the players already on the team the chance to win those spots. Uh, and now it seems like they're a little bit leaning a little bit more towards adding someone. That's so I, I think I think they've seen enough to know, okay, these neither of these guys are jumping out the gate like gangbusters. You know, like Quincy Roche is going to need more than a few weeks of OTAs to be ready to, to you know, step in and be a major player on an NFL roster. So, yeah, I, I think really we're seeing like – what our guest was saying, it's going to be good for him to maybe be the number four guy where he gets, you know, the handful of snaps. Like Ola Edenigi still got a handful of snaps when when all the guys above him were healthy, but not many. And it was in situations that were like kind of tailored exactly to his skill set. They weren't asking him to line up and, and you know, off the ball and and be into coverage. They, they asked him to do exactly what he was good at. So – and that way, that would be like the ideal fit. Like put Roche in that spot, so I can understand, uh, and it it makes sense to me. I just I wonder if they're going to be able to find anyone, like right now, because you have the expanded rosters. There's so many players in camps right now that I I I still think it's smart to just wait till they get cut and add someone. Then the defense isn't that particular that you can't bring in a guy as the number three and be like, you know, here's our language, here's our stuff, pick it up and, and let's get going. Yeah. The way I look at the outside linebacker spot and the, the two depth guy, of course there's four outside linebackers. That's it. When I look at Martian Roche, what I think and what I think the Steelers are thinking, if that makes any sense, but you got two guys that can play special teams and they can both hold their own rushing the passer. You don't, if it's third and 15, why would you want to take the, the best pass rusher in the league off the field to put in one of these guys? That's not something you want to do. 
So when it comes to running situations, you know, Marsh and Roche are going to get abused a little bit. And if you want to put them out in coverage, those are their weak points too. So right now, uh, I think that could really work, as you said, as a fourth edge rusher. But I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. They need someone else because otherwise you're going to have to start asking T.J. Watt to play 95% of the snaps and he won't be very good in the fourth quarter because he's dog tired because he's an effort pass rusher. That's just just the way it is. But as we sit here right now, Jeffrey, do you think one guy or the other being Cassius Marsh or Quincy Roche will take that job ahead of the other guy? Are you leaning any one which way? I'm leaning hard to Quincy Roche. Uh, I am not as low on Cassius Marsh as other people. He did get horribly abused when he came up as an uh, playing as a defensive end in the Steelers nickel packages. The Browns just they got him up on the line and just abused him repeatedly. That they they made that a focus of their game plan. Uh, and like he said, Quincy Roche was a do everything kind of player. He is willing to do anything and everything you ask him to. He's going to give you everything he's got, no matter what it is. And we know Mike Tomlin, that kind of player, that kind of player who's like, you know, I'm, I tell me where the wall is and I'll go run through it. That's a Mike Tomlin player. So I think Quincy Roche is a pretty safe bet to make this roster. And I think he's a pretty good bet to, to get time on special teams, especially, but also to, to see some snaps on defense. I think he will be, you know, that lock in that number four role, even if they add someone new. And if they don't, I think, think he's going to be the number three guy and they're going to see what he can do yeah and then uh, at that point it's kind of a roll of the dice and you just you just hope that he can hang on so definitely pulling for him uh to kin- continue on the outside linebacker talked but to transition a little bit in a mini camp because there's been a ton of stuff even though we've only been through two days of practice uh and tons of interviews tj watt of course uh, wasn't there for uh, the voluntary stuff but shows up to uh the uh, mini camp process here he was one of the first people to take the podium. And one of the things he was asked about was his extension. Uh, he basically said he, he doesn't really care about it right now. Um, and basically the, the way he, he sounded like it, it could get done before the season. It, it could not. I, I don't care. Do, do you think this is something that is like Cam Hayward a year ago? It happens before that week one kickoff. Do, do you think TJ Watt gets his extension? Uh, is that just smoke and mirrors what he was saying at the podium? It's going to be interesting to see because if they want to go add somebody, you know, they don't have a lot of cap space. I understand that he has enough of a cap hit that you can really work with that and your signing bonus, but it does put some limits on his signing bonus because the bigger that signing bonus gets, you know, now you're adding years. You're adding years and years to the contract to, to keep that initial hit down where it's manageable, especially if they do need to add a third outside linebacker that may cost them even like three or four million. Even if you keep it in that, you know, reasonable range, you're you can't you can't spend too much on TJ Watt. I think it's quite possible they won't be able to get it done, but I don't think it gets done. I would be surprised. I should say I would be surprised if they get it done before adding another outside linebacker if they're gonna add an outside linebacker they need to do that first then deal with tj uh i i think the steelers are keeping him. they can't if they weren't going to keep tj wide they would have they would have signed bud dupree 
you can't have Dupree and TJ Watt and then two years later have Alex Highsmith and a hope for someone else. You can't do that. So I, I, I think whatever it takes, they are locked in on TJ Watt. I expect him to get an incredibly huge contract uh, for an edge rusher, and uh, I expect him to be a stealer. I just don't – I don't think they can do it before they solidify their outside linebacker depth. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I would love to see if the Steelers could get in, see if they could get someone uh, via trade. Like, I, I know their draft situation isn't great, but I, I pick-wise, but say they could uh, – move a future from 2023 for someone still on the rookie deal that costs less than a million bucks. That would be the ideal situation. Cause that way with displacement, it might only be another $300,000 on the cap. And th- at that point, perfect. We're off to the races. I think that's the dream scenario uh, when it comes to adding someone, but uh, yeah, I-, I think TJ Watt might have uh, to wait until that moves done or, but I still think it will get done. Uh, before the season, uh, I just think he means way too much to this team to even get to that point. I know they can slap the fra- franchise tag on him, but I-, I think the longer you wait, the more expensive he's going to make himself. So might as well try to get this done as fast as possible. But uh, I don't think I don't think the franchise tag touches TJ Watt. I don't either. Not even in a we're gonna we're gonna franchise you and then sign you. I don't think they'll even do that. Um, you don't. I feel like franchise tagging Ben. You don't mess around with a player that you are going to build your team around, because uh, that's that's not that's not going to go well for you. That's going to create animosity. They saw that with Le'Veon Bell, right? They saw that Le'Veon Bell thought he had a, if the Steelers should have let him go when they realized when Le'Veon Bell turned down that contract, they should have said, "All right, then you're gone." And yeah, that's how you do it. Like if you can't if you can't pay T.J. Watt enough money to keep him here, let him go. Don't don't mess around with the tag. He is too good of a player for that. Yeah, and speaking of Le'Veon Bell, I uh, ha- had a great article this week on the, the self-destruction of Le'Veon Bell. Um, you can find that over at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com <laughs> because the saga with him continues, the mistakes continue. Uh, a- anything left to be said, you can find it there in that article. So click over to that whenever you have some time, preferably after you're done listening to this podcast. But... Speaking of T.J. Watt, to take a step back, his uh, him showing up to camp also means that the Steelers had 100% of people showed, showing up, not including Stefan Tuitt for obvious reasons, was excused from uh, camp. If you didn't know already, his brother passed away in a tragic car accident. Uh, of course, I think that happened a, a week or two ago, so it's still very fresh. Uh, by all means, uh, Stefan Tuitt getting that time off was not a surprise by any means, but a hundred percent of the guys showing up, Jeffrey, does that just continue? Well, even add on to that before I even ask you, Mike Tomlin also said this team is uh, amongst the the highest or the highest uh, vaccinated team in the league Uh, to go back to last year. No one opted out. Does that just go to show like the the level of buy-in this Pittsburgh Steelers roster has to doing whatever it takes uh, to make this team better and not miss any playing time? I guess it, it speaks to that. It also speaks to the level of trust the players have for the organization, uh, the doctors, the medical staff, the coaches. It, you know, they had expectations that the Steelers were going to do everything they could to keep them safe. And so they didn't opt out. And I think that that plays into, you know, when the doctors are telling you, hey, you can get this shot. It's safe. It's not going to hurt your career. It's not going to cause you problems. 
I, I think that level of trust plays into that as well. Uh, so for me, it's it's a big positive. It's a big positive to me just because it, it speaks to the the underlying culture and how players view the organization they play for. Uh, we we all know the Patriots had like the most opt outs by far last year, uh, and and really with that organization, what we know about them and what the stuff they've pulled, who like it stands out to me that the players really didn't trust them. The players were like, "No, nah, I don't. You know, I like being here. I like winning, but I don't trust you guys." <laughs> yeah, take away the winning. Why would I want to play for Belichick? It just life sucks. <laughs> yeah, the winning's the fun part. But if we're not going to win, then what's the point? But to their credit, I guess uh, they spent some money and look to be on on the right track again. We won't we won't compliment that team from the the Northeast any more than that. That that that's all they get. Um, but speaking of the, the vaccine stuff, I, I don't know if you saw this today, but the the hammer has been dropped from the NFL uh, on their stand, well, and the NFLPA to the, to, uh, to that measure. But really, they announced their guidelines for players getting vaccinated. And it is crazy the, the differential from a fully vaccinated player to a player that has not had both shots. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, if you're fully vaccinated, no daily testing. If you're not fully vaccinated, testing every single day. Fully vaccinated players, masks are not required. Uh, not va- fully vaccinated, you got to wear your mask. You got to social distance. It, it goes on. Like there's a huge list of stuff here. One of the biggest ones, though, is if uh, if you're not fully vaccinated, you cannot partake in sponsor sponsorship activities, taking money out of these players' pockets because they cannot work with these like film crews or what have you, the the scripting people. They they cannot they cannot go film ads so like seriously the NFL is like oh and even to that credit to lump one more in there when they're on the road players that aren't fully vaccinated are not allowed to leave their hotel room <laughs> they can play the game go to their hotel room and then go home they can't visit with family they can't do nothing they can't party the NFL has has driven the spike here on this it, it, it's kind of surprising to me that the NFL really went to this extent. Uh, with letting their feelings know. But I guess we kind of saw from the NBA, uh, Chris Paul, uh, star guard from the Phoenix Suns, it looks like he's going to miss a playoff game uh, because of uh, the the COVID policies in the NBA. Uh, and we, we've seen how it's kind of worked in other sports. The NFL is like, listen, if you don't want to get the shot, then it's, it's not going to be as fun for you. What do you think all this, Jeffrey? Is this too much from the NFL? Is this the right way to go about it? Are you are you at least happy that the Steelers are vaccinated a lot, I guess, that it shouldn't be an issue for our team? What they are going to get, the NFL is going to announce before the season starts their incredibly high vaccination rate where like 99% of their players are vaccinated and they're not going to have players suddenly be out for a game because they tested positive for COVID. That's what they don't want. They don't want all that drama. And we remember, for goodness sakes, Joe Joe Hayden. Mm. How much how much did Joe Hayden testing positive for COVID affect the Steelers? Like that's a big difference maker to where Justin Lane and, and, and James Pierre are out playing on there. Cameron Sutton is having to play outside. Like it was a major impact on the Steelers in the playoffs and it affected Baltimore. It affected so many teams. And like you said, 
Chris Paul, that's the nightmare. That's the nightmare when you have a key player miss key playoff games out. That's that's not good for the league. This is the NFL saying like you're this they can't force you to get vaccinated, but they can sit you down and say, "Look, it's your choice whether or not to get vaccinated." But our choice is if you don't get vaccinated, we're going to make your life a living hell. Like we're just going to make it absolutely suck to play football for you. And think about like you have to socially distance. Imagine like you're the only offensive lineman who doesn't get vaccinated, right? That means in offensive line meetings, everyone else is sitting next to each other, joking around, having fun, goofing off a little bit, you know, teasing each other. You're sitting six feet away from everyone back in the back of the room with a mask on, right? Like you're not with, you're not really a part of the team at that point. You're there, but you're not bonding with the team. You're not in the group. Your coaches are all going to look at you like, seriously, dude, what are you doing? You know, get your get your vaccine and, and get on the field and let's do, you know, let's play football. Whatever you're doing isn't cutting it. Like, if you're a fringe player, you can't not get the vaccine. Because after you go through training camp where you're isolating, do all this crap, you may get cut. Like, if, if you're on the bubble, there's two players on the bubble, right? Same position. One's vaccinated and one isn't. That could be the difference between having a job in the NFL and going home. And if you aren't tested, if you aren't vaccinated, you're talking about if someone signs you, now you have to go through testing before you can join the team, just like last year. Whereas if you're vaccinated, they can sign you. You walk in the door, say hi to everybody, kiss someone on the cheek. It doesn't matter. You, you're you're like no restrictions. So go it is someone. the NFL, in my wow. opinion. Yeah, the, the NFL has what they want. They want... They have an idea of what they want, and what they want is to be able to say, we are completely vaccinated, and there will be no disruptions due to COVID. And if there is, we can blame the pharmaceutical companies, or we can, you know, we can we can shift the blame immediately. That person was vaccinated. Our hands are clean, you know? And the player can be like, I was vaccinated. How does this even happen? You know, my hands are clean. They don't want the mess on their doorstep. They don't want it to affect this season. They want this season because if you think about it, if this season goes off without a hitch, it will be the first post-COVID season to really do it 100%. No COVID, no restrictions, nothing. It'll be a huge deal. And I think the NFL wants that, and that's what they're trying to get. Yeah, I, I never I didn't cross my mind until you mentioned it, but – the, for the fringe players, yeah, I feel like the only people that actually have a true choice here are like the star players that are, are not, nothing's going to happen to them. Like, no kidding, that's a, yeah. it, it is a pretty big development. And uh, if you don't think it's football news, it, it is big news because it's going to really determine who's who's even making the team, who's getting shots at tryouts. Because coaches don't want to screw around waiting for someone for a week uh, before they can even test them on the field. They're not going to do that anymore. So. This is going to affect every aspect of this game, uh, and whether the players like it or not, that's the NFL stance on this. So that's what they're going to have to deal with. Uh, it's just the way it's it's going to be. But uh, to move past that, that was kind of like the, the huge NFL news of the day. Um, for this team, the Steelers also had James Pierre take the podium. Uh, and really, it seemed like he's had a pretty big couple 
couple of weeks for himself. It seems like the Steelers coaches have been praising him, but he he didn't he hasn't been listening to it. Uh, he also picked off Ben Roethlisberger twice uh, in the two minute drill, which uh, a lot of people wanted to really make sure that uh, we knew it was Ben Roethlisberger who he picked off twice. So, uh, is there is there any kind of growing kind of optimism for a guy like James Pierre uh, because he's played so well? Uh, in that limited playing time that he was in 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 that Cleveland playoff game, uh, all this good stuff coming out of OTAs and minicamp. Are you excited for this undrafted player from a year ago that, by all means, has been trending upwards since day one? Uh, this is what I expected. This is honestly what I expected from James Pierre. Um, he is right where I expect him to be. Uh, I know a lot. Of, there is a growing optimism for him because other people weren't on. Uh, the James Pierre fan club, they weren't on the bandwagon yet. Uh, so if you're not on it already, you know, it's it's still here. Hop on board. James Pierre is legit. He may not have the athleticism to become a top-tier cornerback in the NFL, but he has everything else. And so if you take, you know, if you take a Richard Sherman and you make him smaller and slower, he's still like Richard Sherman when he was younger. Still a good cornerback. He's not an all-time great cornerback. He's not the best cornerback in the league without that insane athleticism. But he's still really solid. James Pierre is going to be a really solid cornerback as long as we protect him from teams that can exploit his lower-level athleticism. That's what he is. And we have someone on the team right now who fits that, who's a great player, who is incredibly fundamentally sound, but no longer has the athleticism to be a lockdown corner. And that's Joe Hayden. And he has been incredibly valuable to this team the last couple of years because we just don't ask him to do what he can't physically do anymore. We let him play to his strengths. We give him the help over the top he needs. We, we say, hey, you know, you're going to either take deep or you're going to take shallow. You don't have to, you're never going to be on an island. Rarely. Occasionally he's on an island. He can still do it. James Pierre can be that player. He actually reminds me a lot of Joe Hayden now. And that's that's kind of where I see James Pierre's ceiling is what we get from what we got from Joe Hayden last year. James Pierre can be that guy. And that's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh so I I have a lot of of excitement for James Pierre, uh but this OTA group and the way he talked is exactly what I expected to hear. Uh, it's exactly what I've expected to hear about him, and I am excited to see what he does this season. I expect him to get some serious play time and be really good. Another DB that's kind of – I don't know if necessarily turn heads is the right word, but people are kind of talking about it a little bit, is Antoine Brooks. And, and the, the theme is kind of the Steelers still love them, that kind of physical inside defensive back. Do you think he could be the guy – that tries to replace Mike Hilton as the guy that's blitzing off the edge and trying to uh, get that pressure on the quarterback? I don't think you'll see him in nickel. I don't, he's not good in coverage enough. Like Mike Hilton got a knock for he can't cover anybody. Mike Hilton was a better blitzer and better run defender than cover guy, but Mike Bil Hilton was the best run defending and blitzing slot cornerback in the NFL. So saying he's not at good at coverage is like saying, yeah, TJ Watts, not as good at stopping the run as he is rushing the, rushing the pass rusher. Well, he's not because he's the best pass rusher in his position in the NFL, 
and he's like maybe the he's a top 10 run defense guy, right? It's yeah. it's Mike Hilton could cover. You know, he wasn't a lockdown great cover guy. He was good. He was just also excellent at blitzing and and, and in stopping the run. Uh Antoine Brooks can bring what Mike Hilton brought in blitzing and stuff. He's not quite at that level, but he can bring a lot of it. We need to see him in coverage, though, for him to be really be anything. I am, I'm interested because there's there's opportunity, there's clear opportunity, uh, where you know Justin Lane and James Pierre were our fifth and sixth receiver last year. They're number three and number four. You know, cornerback, not receiver, cornerback. There is defensive back. There's room for defensive backs. There is room for that safety linebacker hybrid position. Um, I am interested to see if he pushes Marcus Allen for that kind of, you know, back up to, to Devin Bush as a dime linebacker role. He could be a kind of player that you can put in at dime and he can be a dime back in the slot who blitzes. He can be a dime linebacker. He might be that kind of a player where he gets enough specific uses that they can kind of move him around and have him do different things and just kind of be a specialist player who plays in dime. I could see him filling that role. Uh, but he's a ways off on coverage, and he is, again, he's another guy that doesn't have the athleticism to, to really grow too much as a coverage guy. He's not fast. He is he's great burst off the line and off the snap, but not he's not fast. So with that, that brings us to the top of the hour, Jeffrey. Is there anything you want to plug on our way out tonight? Yeah, um, my Matt Canada series has had to take a short hiatus because the publishing software we use will not accept, for some reason, longer clips right now. So I can't show longer plays. Uh, so I've had to I've had to switch focus, um, and I'm I'm doing a series. I'm starting the series a little earlier. That is, uh, we're looking at every sack by T.J. Watt. I'm doing two sacks, every one. He had 15 sacks, but two of them were half sacks of 16 plays. And I'm going to do eight series parts, uh, two sacks each one, and really dig into not just what TJ Watt does that makes him great, what the defense is doing, uh, what the team does, and how he fits into the defense. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's it's really good. So check that out. Uh, I've got another one. I've got to finish it up tonight. It should be coming out later this week. Um, I also want to remind everyone that if you're just watching our podcast on YouTube and Facebook, you're not getting all the content. Of course, yesterday um, you would have uh, listened to my uh, live mic, uh, and today you would have listened to Jeff Hartman's uh, his locker room app feature where he takes fan questions and breaks down great Steeler stuff. And the day this podcast is uploaded, Thursday you can catch Dave Schofield Stat Geek. So make sure you're checking that out. And make sure you go back and listen to uh, Dave Schofield and Rich Schofield talk to Sam Highsmith, the father of one Alex Highsmith. Uh, a great interview from yesterday and a great way to uh, kind of uh, bring in the, the this Father's Day week uh, before we get to Father's Day uh, itself on the 20th. Um, so with all that being said, I want to wish all the fathers, including you, Jeffrey, uh, once again, another happy Father's Day. Uh, 
And outside of that, go Steelers, and we will talk to you guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.